Support the podcast by buying a copy of this book, Fortress of Shadow, available at Kobo, Barnes & Noble, Apple, Amazon, also available in paperback. Fortress of Shadow, Book 7 of Starside Saga Chapter 1 For Her Medallion Garden Island was awash with the rain and wind of a fell storm, the third of the season. The verdant jungle leaned hard to the north, the underside of leaves flashing a silvery gray as the ceaseless winds strove to rip them, root and branch, from the soil. The ruins of Ori's home soaked in it, unwitnessed, the few remaining novitiates and sensuals having long ago fled to the center of the island, to Garden Tower. Far to the north, the stilt huts of Paul's Vale lay empty as well. Those who chose to reside there had sheltered, once again, in a nearby cave to wait out the storm. Kill's Keep stood near a precipitous drop at the edge of an ash barrens. The oceanside cliff had once been fringed with vines. All now was ash, turned to a gray, sticky mud by the rain. No light burned in the high window of that tower, but a score of ragged outcasts now haunted the dank lower halls. They waited with dazzle-eyed fervor for the return of the highest of kill. Inland, the garden tower stood atop the highest point of the island, but from Docktown it was invisible, shrouded by the sheeting rain. Low, charcoal-colored clouds scudded over the top parapets, unloading a wash of moisture upon the thousand-year-old blocks of stone. Two figures stood there, exposed to the fell storm's fury, dressed in oil cloaks. Pellets of rain snicked against the fabric, beaded and rolled away, keeping the wearers dry. One was tall and lean, with manly fists jutting from her sleeves. Coin Inlina, leader of the Way of Paul, the other was short, stocky, each hand fitted into the opposite sleeve and pressed close to her belly. Voluptuary Min, head of the Way of Ori. Two of the most powerful women in the world had come here for privacy. Highest Quiv's spies were everywhere, they suspected. And who knew what tricks the Psy Girl was up to? She could dimense, after all. It was those tricks that concerned Coin and Lena. We still don't know if Highest Quiv betrayed us or if he merely attached himself to Kyla's side to keep an eye on her, the coin said. She felt like she was repeating herself. She was repeating herself, not a habit she wanted to start. But voluptuary men had become obsessed with small problems, and the coin needed the woman to turn her considerable intellect toward larger ones. He knew what was needed, Voluptuary men said in a pinched voice, a promise binding upon the Psy Girl, nothing less. He even agreed to it, right to my face. You heard him. The coin sighed and reached for her medallion, which hung upon a thick gold chain around her neck. But her oil cloak covered it. She settled for tracing the circumference of it with a long, pale finger. He didn't agree. He merely said he saw the advantages of a promise binding. Voluptuary men huffed in disgust. The storm sent a sweep of wind to blast them, 
water pellets stinging in Lena's face. She turned her back to it. They stood on the tower roof, walls to either side marking off the portion of the structure allocated to the way of Paul. The roof was paved with slate and sloped just enough to shunt rainwater to wide scuppers that couldn't quite keep up with the torrent. Coin in Lena's feet were getting wet through her doe-hide boots. Forget Quiv, she said. Forget Kylasai for a moment. That got the woman's attention. Piercing blue eyes, set in a wide, handsome face, peered from within the hood of the oil cloak. She was not accustomed to such address. Forget the highest of kill, a child who infuses every Mercus' feet with emotion. You'd be rather more concerned about her if she had murdered one of yours, Edwija. A bit of voluptuary men's coastal curl-tongue accent crept in whenever she became angry. Wager had come out Ouija. She'd come from a small town south of Starside, Charton, and Lena thought it was called. Sensual sly was weak, Coin and Lena said. You said so yourself. Kyla had used a mercus feet to magnify her words, infusing it with a bolt of fear. The poor, meek sensual had collapsed and died. The coin's own emissary, Spin Morina, had reported the assault to be only mildly disturbing. You encouraged Kyla to study with that domain, voluptuary men said, shaking a finger. Don't you tell me not to concern myself with her. Perhaps Flamishdak would not have found her such a willing pupil if you'd prevented her torture at the hands of your voluptuary cynict and sensual thine. That shut men up. The way of Ori had been corrupted from the inside, and Min had not interceded when Kyla was shriven and had a vazan screwed to her skull. The coin shivered to think of the thing, a begemmed crown that put the wearer into the control of any Merculin who knew how to use it. What Cynect and Thine had done was unthinkable. The coin suspected she could have heard Min's teeth grinding had the wind not been so sharp. You relayed my message to Starside? Min asked. I told you that I had. Just to humor the woman. The message had been coded, of course, so Inlina had little idea what was in it. Her coin code spinster had relayed it to Starside a month ago. It was likely something to do with the Psy Girl. With Min, everything was about the Psy Girl. Coin and Lena let the woman stew a bit, then tried to change the subject. What progress it kills keep? She had no desire to make the voluptuary her enemy. In fact, friends were few in these times. It was essential that the ways of Ori and Paul stay united to face what was coming. The last of the debris will be cleared out tonight. But I do not expect to find Kyla or her companions. My sensuals felt her and Henley's Marcus potential vanish in an instant. We must look though it's probable they demenced to Starside. She could hardly credit that she was speaking such aloud, but the girl had demenced right in front of her, a feat the coin had thought reserved for domain alone. The power had been appreciable, but more impressive had been the flurry of senses and emotions the girl had used. I have interviewed the few Donesmasters willing to speak with me, the coin said. They are firm in their allegiance to highest quiv. Most are still dazed by the collapse of their fifth of the tower. Many head injuries. Not that you'd notice the difference, some of them. The door leading into the tower swung open. 
A devotee of Paul ran out, white gown instantly soaked through and sticking to her lithe figure. Why are you out in this without an oil cloak? the coin demanded. It's been written. Coin code coming. Written would not have sent a devotee running unless the coin was coming from one particular place. Star sighed. We must return inside, the coin said to voluptuary men. Supper tonight? The woman didn't answer. No matter. She'd be there. She had only a handful of sensuals and novitiates in her control here, and no quick way to communicate with the voluptuaries scattered across the realms of the world. In a word, voluptuary men relied on Coin and Lena totally. The coin stepped across the threshold into a dimly lit stairwell leading to her quarters. Shedding her dripping cloak, she hurried to Spinster Ritten's rooms.